Hi, this is Shelby. And Carolyn. We are two Canadian prairie ladies, raising babies, riding horses, and living the country life. We are on a journey to find health and wealth while building our ranches, and we want to share the journey with you. In this podcast, you can expect to hear us share our own experiences, as well as interview other inspiring humans. We'll cover topics such as human health, horse health, barrel racing, building a ranch, and so much more. We are ready to dig into the tough conversations like mental health, motherhood, farming challenges, finances, you name it. You will walk away from this podcast with tips, tricks, and strategies that will have you finding more joy and peace in your journey. We know there's a lot of juggling that goes into this lifestyle because we are living it. And as a nurse myself and Carolyn with a master's in animal science, we have a lot to bring to the conversation. So grab your coffee to go, throw on your messy bun and muck boots. Let's head to the barn and chat because we have business to take care of and we're sure you do too. Welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. Today we're here uh, with Laura Stokes and Tracy Denbrock. And I'm so excited because we're going to have sort of a unique conversation today. It's going to be like a little off the cuff and just talking about rodeo mom life. So we've got your hosts here, Carolyn, myself and Shelby Stewart. And so we'll be leading the conversation, but we'll be letting the the ladies definitely uh, take the, um, take most of the airtime, I should say. So welcome here, Laura and Tracy. Thank you. Thanks for having (laughs) us. Okay, so I'm going to start off by just giving a little introduction about the two of them. So Laura comes to us from, oh my gosh, I didn't even write down, you're like Western Manitoba, right? Yeah, Austin. Austin, right. Yeah. And uh, Broken Oak Cattle is their farm name. They have a cow-calf operation there. And uh, her husband's actually a fourth-generation cattle rancher. That's very impressive. But your story, I can relate to so much, Laura, because you didn't actually come from, like, a ranching and horse background necessarily. You kind of, you know, dug your way into it. And yes, I'm the same way with my way. Yeah. <laughs> and so you've done everything horseback from english to um team penning you've actually had some success in team penning as well as barrel racing and you have um one kid one boy correct yes yeah he'll be three in march so i'm kind of new to rodeo mom life (laughs) (laughs) it's always changing i feel like i feel like you always feel Mm -hmm. like you're new (laughs) Yeah, and you've had some some great success in barrel racing, like I said, with some CCA finals qualifying and MRCA finals qualifying. And then we've also got Dr- Tracy Denbrock on, and she has three kids in a ranch in Esterhazy, Saskatchewan. And they've got Rocking Bar Ranch and Rocking Bar Arena. And man, you guys are busy. Like, I've... The list of things that you guys have got going on there is really, really extensive and very cool, like bull riding schools and all sorts of uh, different clinics and everything. You also raise draft horses and uh, and sell some beef off farm, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a busy place here. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we start off with um, you guys just telling us about your family and your your farms. 
Okay. Well, um, yeah, like I had told you before, like I was just a horse crazy kid growing up. Um, I became a dental hygienist and my first job that I could get was in Kenora, Ontario of all places. So I moved up there and, um, I, I always dreamed of rodeoing, but at this point in my life, I had, I've never got to, to do that before. So I started coming into Manitoba for different horse events and riding with different people. And I managed to get a really cool horse and, uh, mm-hmm. we started doing well. And I, I met Dustin while I was rodeoing and, uh, he uh, romanticized the idea of a cow calf operation <laughs> and suckered me in. <laughs> um, I've since learned otherwise, but um, no, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, so we have a, a son, his name's Tiller. And yeah, he'll be three in March. And we're, we're just uh, busy trying to slowly take over the cow calf operation, uh, farming with Dustin's parents as well so it's been a huge learning curve and uh yeah it's lots of fun though (laughs) and how about you Tracy oh I'm born and raised on Rocky Bar Ranch actually my uh, my grandparents uh, moved here from Holland and my dad was born in Holland and then moved here when he was six months and that's how Rocky Bar Ranch got started and then um I went, we showed draft horses and we raised, oh, about 200 head of Belgian mares then. And then I went off to college and met uh, Dave Sandy Lines, my husband now. And so he's the one actually brought the cattle down to Rocky Bar Ranch. Otherwise, it was mainly just horses here before. And so we've been married for 18 years here. And uh, so we now run about 300 we have out about 300 commercial cattle and we rate, there's still about 25 Belgian mares we raise. And then we run about 15 light horses around here that we raise and train them. Mm-hmm. We have three kids. We uh, have a little five-year-old karma, little girl. <laughs> and I got a nine-year-old boy and a 12 th- year old boy. And then we ranch with my parents on the farm. So we are slowly taking over uh, Rocky Bar Ranch from them also. So it's been, uh, we also grain farm about 3000 acres. So it's, um, it's a, it's a great lifestyle to be in. And I'm glad my kids get to uh, grow up in it because I enjoyed it. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a different lifestyle, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I love how you guys just didn't pick one busy season. You picked like the harvest, the, you know, calving, <laughs> the like, there's no break. <laughs> oh, no break at all. No, like who needs holidays, right? <laughs> yeah. Who needs time to themselves when you can yeah. just keep going all year? It's good. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's, it's good. Never mind that you're also involved in oh sorry. <laughs> Never mind that you're also involved. Your kids are involved in hockey too, right? Yeah, all three of them are in hockey right now. So we are at the rink probably seven to nine times a week. I know there's only seven days, but we're back and forth usually a couple times on the weekends. Uh, last week in four days, we had nine hockey games. So we uh, conquer and divide our kids and depend on very good friends and family to uh, help us out. Mm-hmm. But like, honestly, when it's minus 30 or minus 40 in our Canadian winters, what else are we going to do? We might as well go and see yeah. our kids smile and have fun on the ice and visit with friends and, and enjoy that time. Cause everybody says that time goes by so quick and I wouldn't believe them after I had my first kid or my second kid or my third one. But now that they're all 
almost all in school full time. I know what they're saying now. Like it flies by. Mm-hmm. Holy man. <laughs> yeah. My kids are still young and I, I feel that too. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, you can't go to kindergarten already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so little and cute. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good Absolutely. though. Like really what else? Uh, and it's, it's great that every kid gets to learn different opportunities. Our oldest started high school rodeo last year and <clears throat> so he's into the roping end and, and loves being a stock contractor on the other end. And, but his hockey is also uh, it's, it's amazing. And, and baseball. So if you can give your kids the opportunity to learn different sports, I mean, they'll, they'll pick what they, what they love in the future, but mm-hmm. at least they have the opportunity to do everything and take a chance at it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I fully agree with that. <laughs> yeah. But Absolutely. before we get too much into the kids, let's go back to before you guys had kids and get into the rodeo scene of summer, because I'm sitting here looking at the winter and I wish it was summer again. Um, but <laughs> how is it to transition from being a solo competitor? So you're going to the jackpots with friends, you know, uh, before you had kids um, to now. So how did that transition look? I'm still oh, figuring that out. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had my kid at the, the beginning of the pandemic. And uh, and then last summer, I was all game to get rodeoing again. And then I ended up having a bunch of horse health issues. So I really haven't had a chance to, to take Tiller down the road too much yet. Mm-hmm. so but it's definitely a huge huge change you have to you know definitely uh using the side-by-side lots to exercise horses versus actually getting to ride as much as I'd like mm-hmm. and yeah. and that sort of thing but yeah absolutely and Tracy with your three kiddos um, I'm sure that was a big adjustment <laughs> it was a huge adjustment we uh especially because my husband was still uh uh, fighting bulls on the pro circuit in Alberta when we first having kids started having kids. Cool. So I was at home with uh, Cage, our oldest, and trying to farm and put up the hay when he was gone every weekend. Thank God, and his with bullfighting, he could fly to every rodeo pretty much and didn't have to worry about driving. But then, <laughs> where is the time to mom be able to barrel race in between? Right. So mm-hmm. it was a huge adjustment. I mean, thank God I have my my parents right close by and my sisters that can help out, but. Honestly, those kids came, they, they go with me everywhere. If I went riding in the outdoor arena, they were in the stroller mm-hmm. or the sand and you just made do, but instead of riding three or four horses in three hours, you rode one and maybe an hour and a half in between adjusting. And at the, at the time it was like, oh my God, I'm going to get nothing done. But in the end, I mean, those horses were getting more out of experiences around young kids and everything else than, than you even imagined, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying um, this fall, because I have a three-year-old that's uh, definitely a little bit behind, I would say, right now. But I'm trying not to stress about it. And I, I kind of made the joke of you look at these old Western movies and the, you know, they tack up their horse, th- these colts at the beginning of the ride and they're broke by the end of it. And I feel <laughs> like that's what a bit what it's like around here right now. So <laughs> they're getting broke on the job. That's for sure. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, before you're a mom, I totally forget about the whole stroller situation. And you know, our horses never seen a stroller, and then all of a sudden you become a mom and they're just like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. yeah. Totally do. Yeah. And then on every jackpot, they don't even care what they look like. <laughs> yeah. 
or in wintertime now I was hand walking my mare for a while there and I so I take the sled in one hand with two kids and the horse in the other side I mean like a horse could totally freak out from that too but she handled it fine obviously <laughs> they have to get used to everything kids jumping in out of the sleigh <laughs> We, uh, we always make a joke that if anybody wants their horse broke, just to send it to Rocky Bar Arena between kids, cats, goats, uh, donkeys, and calves, we will break a horse, whether it's good or bad, but they're going to get exposed every That's awesome. Oh, I, and that's the best kind of training, honestly. <laughs> awesome. It is, because your young horse is now standing there maybe for two, three, maybe five hours, because all of a sudden you had to run mm -hmm. up to the host for something, and you know, you just never know. And all of a sudden it's like six hours later, it's like, oh, my horse is still tied down. <laughs> <laughs> they learn patience anyway. Yep. Yeah, no kidding. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. <laughs> so when, okay, this is a question that just popped into my head, but like when you're when you're riding your horses, you've got a couple of horses that you want to get rode, you've got your kids, everything's like, there's a lot going on. How do you like, mentally stay positive because I know there's been like a lot of times where I'm like it's just too much I gotta like I gotta go take a breather I don't gotta stand in the tack room for a while and just be like okay Carolyn you don't have to get it all done today take a chill pill that's what I have to do but what about for you guys um so far what I like what I've learned is to kind of just take that deep breath and realize that we're I'm not going to be able to get it all done anymore and I've been able to reduce the amount of pressure I put on myself since I've had Tiller mm -hmm. and it's kind of making things a little bit more fun again you know instead of being so serious all the time and I I think that's actually better for my horses too and me so yeah yeah, yeah. I, I plan not to get as much done in one day with my horses. And so my goal is if I can get one horse rode instead of worrying about riding the two or three, it, I feel more successful than trying to fit three in and not having good rides on them. Uh, mm -hmm. I know there's sometimes that I just have to like, I'll be doing a drill and the kids will be screaming and whatever else. And I'll just, I'll just stop. And for the horse's sake, I'll just stop and get off. Cause you know, I'll go deal with that situation and come back or sometimes I'll just leave it there. Cause uh, you don't want to make a bad situation out of anything and whether it's mm -hmm. your kids fighting or it, things are just going out of control, there's no use taking it out on your horse. Right. And uh, I've learned also that you, uh, you just take it in stride. If you only get 15 minutes on that horse, that's 15 minutes you didn't have before you started. So your kids are only, you know, they're there, they need you. They don't understand all the time, but in the end they will comprehend of what's going on. Um, and your horse will understand even better than you trying to force it into them quicker than what, what they're ready for. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I remember having a previous conversation on one of the episodes we had and, you know, you think of your horse, like your child, right. It's kind of the same. You got to have patience for both. So sometimes it yeah. meshes, sometimes it doesn't, but we're all there doing what we can. Love it. So like my kids have learned to... that when I'm doing my kids have learned when I do it when I'm doing a drill not to talk to me. You know, I think that that's a really important point too, though, like that your kids learn your system. And then mm -hmm. as you go along, like it's never gonna be perfect, but as you go along, they kind of figure out like, oh, okay, we're going out for riding, we're gonna be out for here for a couple of hours. 
I got to find something to entertain myself with, right? Or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. When they're babies, obviously it's a little different, but as they get older. Yeah. <laughs> and the cheapest toy is sand. I mean, you give any kid some sand and it's cheap and it's, <laughs> they can do many things with it and it's okay if they eat it because they need, they need to eat a lot of sand to keep their immune system up. So <laughs> <laughs> All that nutrition and sand. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what rodeo moms are about, right? I don't think that's any right. rodeo mom has had kids and they didn't, you know, oh, okay, that happened. It's all good. Just yeah. keep playing over there. You're doing yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, but rodeos in general, um, how do you ladies prepare for a rodeo? So what do you guys do for your families, for yourselves, for your horses, everything? You can go like from the start to end or just a simple thing that's a good trick to have in your back pocket. Um, well, I know it gets said a lot in the barrel racing community, but honestly, just going out and riding in the pastures, checking cows, uh, keeping mm -hmm. your horse's minds solid. Um, beyond that, I, I, I know Carolyn had posted something before um, on topics and I thought sports psychology would be such a good one because uh, that's been really important for me. Like I would not say I'm a natural born competitor. Like I feel competitive, but I can get myself mm -hmm. really uh, amped up. And so I do like, I read a lot of sports psychology books and stuff like that. And uh, when I can get myself in the zone, I know that's when I like when I have my good runs and when I'm being there for my horse. So I really have to work on myself. Um, like I know, like before a rodeo run, um, you'll always kind of see me being more quiet. I'm usually off on my own and just trying to stay uh, mm -hmm. in my zone and mentally focused. So, yeah, that's absolutely yeah i know uh like if i have an event coming up a rodeo event or any barrel race i mean the day before i go anywhere i make sure that the horses rode i mean i need to start connecting with that horse 24 hours before i go anywhere um and i i just put it in my books no matter if sometimes i've gone out at midnight to ride that horse just to make sure that we are in tune and be, are prepared to leave for that event when we're mm -hmm. at the event, I uh, I always leave early. I try and be there even two, three hours early if I have to, because you never know when you have to stop on the road for kids. You never know what it takes to feed them or when they need things. And um, I mean, we have to be there for the kids first before the horses in, in every situation. Uh, you never mm -hmm. know when you're going to blow a tire and you've got three kids to deal with. So I try and leave as early as I can. And then when I'm there, usually but if I can get there earlier, the kids are settled and then I can get settled into my routine once I'm there. I like giving my horses at least an hour before I run my full attention. So I'll find someone to watch the kids or I'll send them off with my husband or put them up by the arena with somebody. But I find I need to give my horse my full attention for at least an hour to be able to be focused. Mm -hmm. There is sometimes, I mean, they, they come up to the arena with me in the stroller and it is what it is, but um, I, in, in order to get my mind game on a little bit better, that's kind of what I, how I prepare for it. And it just uh, keeps me focused. I mean, and the people I travel with, I've been kind of, you kind of got to choose who you want in your truck, especially because a lot of people don't have to deal with other people's kids, let alone three of them. <laughs> Yeah. So you really pick who you travel with and that they're very good people that they can, okay, yeah, I'll take them. Don't worry. You just go do your thing and um, 
Mm-hmm. So it was that was one of my joys of when my husband retired from bullfighting and we got to rodeo together, that we got to be in the same truck together. And uh, I didn't have to worry about trying to find somebody. It took the stress off of going to a rodeo, knowing that he was there to take care of the kids and it was his responsibility. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I feel like that's kind of the number one thing everybody has to say is the support system, right? Yeah. We all have yeah. to have a good support system to make this work. And most that's cases, there's so, so many people there for you. <laughs> that's what's so great about rodeo, though, is it is such a tight knit community. Like lots of people mm-hmm. have, have, like when I have been able to get away to jackpots and that, they're just like, "Oh, we'll watch Tiller for you while you get ready." And it's been a, like I've had a really good experience mm-hmm. with that so far. So, good, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, back to to giving your horse your your full attention. Um. I remember like a few years ago, I was riding with like Jim and Elaine Hyde and my Missy horse is, you know, very high strung in that. And I kind of joked like, oh, like I need to get her a goat. You know, people get their their horses like a goat or a pony and it kind of stays with them. And I remember mm-hmm. Elaine saying to me like, oh, well, you need to be Missy's goat. And it kind of stuck with me because I'm like, I do. I need to be her person, you know, yeah. and and be her support. And yeah, so I just thought I'd add that in. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, so it stuck <laughs> with me like all these years. <laughs> so I want to get into some stories. Do you guys, I hope you guys thought about some stories in advance, but was there ever a time when you felt like completely like things got a little bit crazy and out of hand and uh, anything funny happened or whatever? Got some... Uh... <laughs> I don't know how many I want to say on here, but yeah. <laughs> just doing a lot of, a lot of crazy drives. Um, I remember uh, one time I was, well, I was trying to make CCA finals. And so um, Wapella is like one of the last or was last rodeo. So, and it's over Thanksgiving weekend, but I also had a futurity horse entered in in Pinoca at the CBHI. So I wanted to make it both work. So I got entered up in Wapella on the Friday night. And uh, so I went, I sent my rodeo horse with one friend and my futurity horse to Alberta with another friend. And uh, yeah, I went to Wapella, ran, and I ended up placing in the rodeo and getting to CCA finals, which was amazing. And I had my, I had my Jetta at the rodeo with me. And I took off from the rodeo and drove all night to uh, Pinoca. And I got there like half an hour, 40 minutes before my run on my fraternity horse. And I had never ran in that building before at the time. And uh, yeah, my friend had had the horse already and I got on her and went and made a run there. But I like I had had so much caffeine that night. Everyone was like, are you OK? Like my eyes were just this big. <laughs> Sometimes you got to wonder if that's worth it or not, like if you can even make a good run. Did you end up having a decent run after that? I, yeah, I did. And actually, well, it, it wasn't super fast, but it like I made 1500 bucks with it or whatever, which was great. And I got to nice. CCA finals and I don't know if it was the next year or the year after, but it, I was right on the bubble. I think I was sitting 15th to go to CCA finals. And there was one girl that, that could have bumped me out. And I also had a fraternity horse that year in Pinoca. And I was like, well, you know, I just don't really want to do that whole thing again. I'm just going to go to Pinoca. I really want to go because this girl had to win 
or get second in order to bump me out. <laughs> and sure enough, like how you she won anymore. the rodeo and she bumped me out of CCA finals. <laughs> and, I oh, like, no. <laughs> and I didn't do good on the fraternity horse. So I was like, oh, I should have gone to Wapella, but oh well. <laughs> Uh, you can never know in advance, right? That's right. <laughs> How about you, Tracy? Got any good stories? I, you know what? I don't have many good stories. I remember one trick. I was sitting on the bubble for CCA finals and I jumped in with two bulldoggers and we went out to Stetler and then we drove all night to Ashen Rodeo. And I was sitting good in Stetler when we left, drove all night, picked up Dave and one kid, I think, on the way past when we went through Saskatchewan. It started pouring rain. We got to Ashern. Everybody's tired, grouchy. I had, I think I had one of the kids were about one years old in the mud. It was muddier than, I can't even imagine how muddy it was. And they're like, they're going to cancel this rodeo. I said, they fucking can't cancel this rodeo. I need this and uh, they ran with it. I got second there. And I, after, at the end, when I got home, I said to Dave, I don't know what we were doing. Like, why Why would we drive that many hours to go run in the mud? I don't understand it. <laughs> All the things we do. Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember one time we went down to a big jackpot in Estevan, and they ended up moving the jackpot to indoors because it was raining so bad. And uh, so we moved it indoors. And... I had a cage was there. He was, wasn't even one. He was just little, little and like trucks were getting stuck everywhere. I was riding a young, I think she was six and crazy. She was a crazy mare. Wouldn't stay tied to the trailer overnight anymore. She was, she, every morning I found her someplace different and I was at my wits end. I was like, I'm done. I'm going home. I'm not running in short go. They're like, you can't get out. You're stuck anyway. You miles around. I said, I can't, I can't even get push my stroller to the arena. I said, it's so muddy. <laughs> and uh, anyway, some good friends took cage. He's like, you go get on your horse, go try and warm her up and go in while I went in. And I, I smoked her and I won the one D saddle. And I like, I almost cried. I got back to the trailer and I was like, oh my God. I said, if I wouldn't have ran, I wouldn't have got that saddle or that experience. Right. Like it was, yeah, it was pretty good. Can't ever give up. And yeah, in the end, you're like, this is why I drive that far to a rodeo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never know when it's going to work oh. out. Like, Laura, like your situation where just like, you know, it's Murphy's Law. I don't yep. know. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you mm-hmm. can never predict it. It's like social mm-hmm. media. You never know what's going to work on social media. You never know what's going to work in the barrel pen too. It's like, no. I don't know. You just got to keep doing what you love and keep trying hard. And mm-hmm. well, cause I feel like rodeo in itself is the biggest obstacle. It's a big enough obstacle because half of them are three, four days, especially in this area. And one day it could be, I remember going to Austin and it was a complete hailstorm and then sunny and then the barrels came and it was a hailstorm, rainstorm, and then they just kept going. And then the rest of the weekend it was nice. And I'm like, where was I? Was like, why wasn't I on the Saturday though? It was beautiful. <laughs> no, I'm riding my horse in the hail and thinking, this is great. <laughs> and that's what you have to do. You're just like, I love this. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> this benefits me so much. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep saying this is seasoning my horse. I'm making my horse into a rodeo mm. horse. This is why I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
that's one thing awesome. like I've learned with rodeo is like you can never balk at any setup you like if you don't like mm -hmm. it just take it as a challenge and a, an experience for your horse and you just get through it <laughs> absolutely actually you some of the to. funnest yeah some of the funnest times I've had have been like running in mud I don't know I mm -hmm. I kind of like running in mud it's like exciting or something but <laughs> so maybe I'm weird <laughs> as long as there's good footing if it's sketchy then it's kind of sucky mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> it's the cleaning up of the tack afterwards that's not my favorite part. Oh. Mm -hmm. the rest of it's good it's, it's the cleaning of the trailer after <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah true it's a very yeah. good point yeah. <laughs> so i'm yeah. curious how do you guys plan your seasons like between all your kids activities, Tracy and mm -hmm. Laura, just like all your ranch activities with both of you, how do you decide what you're going to actually go to? Uh, for me, it kind of depends what I, what horses I have running at the time. If I'm going to kind of focus more on futurity or rodeo that year, um, you look at kind of money that's up and different pens that you like or what that horse likes. Um, and then do your best to fit it around ranching. <laughs> it it's, yeah. can be very, really challenging. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, it can be challenging, but you know, um, I, I've learned over the last few years that you gotta you gotta set those goals as a mom and realize that sometimes those goals change along the way. Um, I I recognized a few years ago I had a, a mare that was running really really strong and. I just couldn't get focused focused enough to to get with her, and she was actually to me she was taking me back in my riding, not not moving forward. So I made the decision that you know what I'm not going to run her this year. I'm going to continue on with my two young horses, and it was probably the best decision I ever made um, because it, it, it I was going nowhere with it. I wanted to rodeo so bad on her, but every time I ran her and we got in those situations, we were so uptight, and I was making her uptight, and I just it was just falling apart more and more and more. And finally, last winter or two winters ago, I said, enough is enough. I said, I've got to get off that mare and get on my young ones and build the confidence back up to make rodeo horses. And um, you got to set that goal and you got to make sure everybody around you knows that, knows what you're mm -hmm. doing and preparing for so that they can help you prepare for it. Uh, during COVID last year, we made the decision to head to Arizona for seven weeks with our kids. And everybody's like, why would you do that? Do you have an indoor arena? Like why, you know, wh why you can ride all winter. I said, I can ride all winter in my indoor arena and I can win the NFR in my own arena. But it's the fact of exposing these young horses and building my confidence back up and running those big patterns in every different mm -hmm. situation. Uh, COVID was still happening pretty strong in Canada. So we, uh, we up and we left. And it was probably the best decision I ever made because I got those young horses running in many different arenas. I got myself mm -hmm. back mentally running in different arenas and back focused. So, but everybody knew what my goal was before we even left. Everybody made a goal in my family and that's, and that's what we did. We went and so you've really got to put it out there and to your, 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 I guess your group and the people that stand behind you, what you're doing, nobody says you have to keep it inside of you because other people can help you achieve it too. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of the year, that's what we try and do as a family of, okay, what, what do we want to do? Like uh, in 2023, I think we're going to do some KCRA rodeos because we can do it as a family. 
So my son can break away in team rope. I can get my young horses out and about. My little girl can peewee barrel race and we can enjoy it as a family and kind of go camp out. And it's seasoning my young horses to be ready to be the road warrior if you want to do CCA again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. And I love how you incorporated the whole family. So, right, this is something, have you Casey or Ray before, Tracy? Uh, we we hometowned a little bit last year and the year before, but I've never full done it, no. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said about letting your family catch the vision with you. Like that's perfect. Yeah. How, how can they even know what you've got for goals and plans if you don't like talk about it with them and like make it known. Right. Yeah. And it's surprising how like my nine-year-old boy, he's a real old, he's an old kind soul type of kid. And if he knows where I'm going and why I'm going and what, who I'm running, like he's the first one to be at the outgate. Like, can I cool down your horse? You did awesome, mom. I'm like, I just knocked two barrels, buddy. <laughs> he's like, oh, you did awesome, mom. And, and your horse worked amazing. So like those little things mean more to a person than, oh, you're right. It's just two barrels. What can I learn from them? You know what I mean? Like everybody's here to still support you no matter what the outcome is. So it, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, that oh. reminded me of when I came out of a barrel run at a jackpot and like, I mean, it's just a little jackpot in our area. But then Chloe is like, my daughter is yelling at me. And she's like, mom, you did such a great job. I just about cried right there. And like, <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a public crier. I don't do that. <laughs> so that was like, oh, she just got me in my heartstrings. That was so yeah. special. <laughs> yeah, you have your own personal cheering squad. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cool it's like you're you're proud because like you're proud of your own accomplishment and you're proud of your horse but then you're also proud of your kid for being so positive and and you know Mm -hmm. taking their own initiative to get involved and and be brave enough to like speak out loud (laughs) I know (laughs) myself at her age I'd have been totally silent I hadn't have been cheering at all so I'm proud of her for like you know doing that too yeah uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to have to worry about Tiller being too silent. At the, uh, had him at some jackpots in the spring, so he would have been just two. And he was just cheering for everyone. If, if someone knocked a bear, oh, no. And then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just chatting up everyone. So, yeah, it's pretty cute. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I love people that cheer loud. Yeah. He's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. So if you were talking to someone that was kind of on the fence uh, or really hesitating on wanting to bring their family into the rodeo life and don't know where to start, what kind of words of wisdom would you ladies give to them? Do you have any words of wisdom? Other than just go for it. It's going to get messy. Yeah, pretty much. You got to just just go for it. Everything (laughs) will just fall into place. I yeah, think with, I mean, with ranching and rodeo, that's like, that's made me want to have a family. Like, it's just an amazing, mm-hmm. an amazing thing. Absolutely. You got to make sure that, that uh, you're rodeoing for the right reasons though. Right. Like mm-hmm. um, when I had my second kid, I was just rodeoing because I knew I had the rodeo horse to do it on, but I was starting to not enjoy the miles with two little kids in the back seat anymore. And I lost a little bit of heart towards the end of the season. And I probably should have stepped back and took a couple of weeks off and said, okay, hang on. Like, 
And it's okay. Like you don't have to keep going, even though you're winning and stuff, you you have to do that for yourself. Cause it, it's not, it's not worth it just to keep going and going mm-hmm. and going because that's when you, you end up, something's going to happen or you're, if you're not enjoying it, why keep going? And I think if I would have stepped back and um, took the two weeks off and then craved it a little bit more, it's okay not to want it as bad as you used to mm-hmm. also. Um, but if you really want it and you are prepared to take your family with you on it, it is, it is a great journey, but be prepared to like, there's curves in it, right? You gotta be prepared to, you know, if horses get sore, like sometimes when my horse gets hurt, it affects me about as bad as when my kid gets hurt. So emotionally, that's a lot of stress that you have to handle of dealing with that. And you still got little kids running around and you still got to worry about them, but it, um, it, it is a life it, and it's uh, it's a family life uh, on the road of all the families you get to meet and one big family that ends up in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you totally notice that like in our area, there's a few of you ladies with families and like kids around and everybody's helping each other yeah. out. And it's so good to see. And honestly, before I was a mom, I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. I don't know why anybody would do that because it's just... <laughs> But that was me with my headphones in by myself. You know, I got this. And now I'm just like, I just admire you guys so much for everything. Like, it's amazing what you guys can accomplish. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) As a new mom. Yeah. (laughs) It's good. Um, Back to what you're saying with your horse getting hurt. So that's kind of what I experienced this year. It took me a little bit to figure out. Um, but my my horse that I had planned to rodeo with uh, ended up with an impaction in her stomach. And uh, it took me, took me a while to figure that out. And once we kind of got it out of there, she had like grade four ulcers underneath that. And so like it's taken her out the whole season and she's actually still not right. But it uh, mentally affected me pr- pretty strong and I had to like pull myself out of that for for my kid and uh mm. you know in, enjoy the summer and not just be you know sad and upset that my horse wasn't feeling good and yeah so Absolutely. yeah sometimes those injuries although it's like so hard um they do give you an opportunity to do something different with your horses for myself I had two horses I had to hand walk well, you know what? Hand walking is actually a pretty good way to connect with your horses. I mean, like right. I would have taken a hot walker if I could have had one, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like just walking out in there in nature with them is good too. And like mm-hmm. connecting. So yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's really important to be able to be flexible and not get too down about it, but I, you let yourself be a little upset and then pick yourself up and And I I honestly like I've had to just kind of pick myself up and and start working with my younger horses and uh not put all my my hopes and dreams on on this one particular horse right now you know and I'm doing my best to to help her out and we'll see what happens Mm -hmm. but yeah I love that you spin that into a positive of you know, yeah. my other horses now need my love and attention more yeah. so than the Well, they one. all do, but, but yeah. <laughs> just in different ways. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, the way we look at yeah. it around here is that, like, our horses, they're very important to us and everything else. And I've kind of had a bad lot run here with a couple horses. But, every, you know, I can I can sit and I can be mad about it and I can cry about it. But in the end, I look back and 
you know what, my kids are healthy, my family's healthy, everybody's still good mm -hmm. around me. And, um, you know, the horses, they, they are your, they can be, your, they are your partner, but mm -hmm. what's more important, would you rather put your kid in that situation or yourself or, or can you deal with your horse being hurt and, and move on? Right. Like it's, they yeah. are still mm -hmm. animals and we love them dearest, but as you know, what's, what's, you can't pick and choose between your family and a horse ever. Yeah. Yeah. You got to hundred percent. Yeah. And sometimes that's hard because you want to spend so much time riding and stuff, but you know, you got to be realistic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. You guys have kind of alluded to it a little bit, but what are your plans for the future and your next season, your horses and your goals for brow racing? Mm -hmm. Um, well, I'm, I'm definitely hoping I can get this particular mare feeling better for this year, but if not, I've got a four-year-old that I'm going to be riding a lot that I, uh, I planned a maturity or in her, her five-year-old year. I've got another coming two-year-old as well that I have to get started. Um, I kind of mm -hmm. like to dabble in both worlds. I like, I, at the end of the day, I think I'm really like a, a, a rodeo girl. Like I, I miss rodeo. I crave rodeo like crazy, mm -hmm. but then I also do like to do some futurities depending on where, where the horse is at, but I, I, yeah, I love rodeo. So I'm hoping I can get back to that this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hope to do the case here for this year and then, uh, I'll be back on the, on the CCA circuit. I'm sure within a couple of years, I, I just got to season these, these few young horses. And I feel like the best atmosphere would be to sit and park for the weekend and, and enjoy it with the rest of the family and then um, continue on. Um, you know, I've always, always got future goals set aside that uh, when we're ready, we can, we can achieve them. So I've got some young horse. I got two, two-year-olds at trainers right now, getting some days put on so then I can continue on to them for future. So it does get easier once the kids get older, you can focus a little more on those young ones. So, but at this point in time, it's, it's pretty tough. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. awesome. And I, and I remind myself, but Dustin's really good at like, you know, like Laura T Tiller's not going to be this little forever. Like just enjoy mm -hmm. it. Like he, like, I know that, but he kind of keeps telling me that. And he's like, all your goals, like you can still do it. You just, we got to just <laughs> slow things down for right now. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> you know, but oh. yeah. I have my friend Alicia for that. She has to remind me all the time. I'm always like, but I just, I just want to get there faster. And she's like, it's a season, Carolyn. It's a season. <laughs> she always says That's that right. to me. I'm yeah. like, yes, I know. But, but I'm really looking forward to the next season too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we all are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a short season up here in Canada compared to if you go other places, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, that's why I love what you said about Arizona. Not that I've ever been, so I can't officially say what it's like, but just watching all of you ladies go down there too. There's just so much more and different experiences that you can have down there, right? Like instead of those few rodeos that are five hours away <laughs> on the same weekend you have like 10 in your backyard so yeah. that's an experience all in itself yeah yeah very cool yeah all right ladies well how is there a way that any of these rodeo moms that need any advice can get in touch with you if need be 
just to find you like on Facebook, Facebook. or Instagram. <laughs> I'm not, I have Instagram, but I don't use it that much. So Facebook's the way to go. <laughs> okay. And you're Laura Ann Stokes on Facebook, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm Tracy Denbrook Sandylands on Facebook. I'm on Instagram too. I think it's Rocky Bar at Rocky Bar Ranch on there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we also have a website for rockybarranch.net and then I got rockybarbeef.com. So there's uh, there's lots of ways you can get a hold of me. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. You're constantly running things in the winter there. So if anybody's looking for something to do. Yeah. I'm sure there's something to do there. Yeah. We got a barrel and a rope uh, series going on this winter. Actually starts January 1st. So we got uh, a barrel racing for Peewee Youth and Open, and then we got a youth breakaway and then an open team roping. And then we'll also have an award for the highest team roper or youth team roper that enters the open. So I hope I can fit it all in one day for four, for once a month. So it'll be good. Cool. (laughs) Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It was uh, lovely chatting with you. (laughs) You betcha. Thank you, ladies. It was fun. Thank you. All right. Thanks everybody for listening to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. I hope that the knowledge suits you well and that you can take it to your community. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. So hit that subscribe button. And we would love your support. And you can show that support by leaving us a review on your podcast platform or sharing this episode with somebody you think might find it interesting and valuable. We meet here every Thursday, same time, same place. And we will see See you at the next next jackpot. jackpot.